God's Spirit has been speaking to me this summer through the book of Proverbs. We are in a uh, summer reading challenge, and that is to read the book of Proverbs uh, through all 31 chapters this summer. For those that are really ambitious and want to take a big challenge, it's reading the book of Proverbs three times, once in June, once in July, and once in August. If you didn't pick up one of these blue cards, I invite you to do so out at the Information Center. And here it gives the the, uh, reading challenge for us. It lists the 31 Proverbs and then has a little box where you can check it off when you read it so you can kind of monitor yourself on where you're at. So if you haven't got started yet, hey, jump in now. There are 31 days in July, 31 days in August, and 31 Proverbs. And so I invite you to jump in. Now, for those of you that started last month, I know several of you have read through the book of Proverbs already one time in the 30 days of June. You got your boxes checked. Do you have your bronze sticker? Make sure you get your bronze sticker if you have read through the book of Proverbs once. Okay, check, check out those bronze stickers at the uh, Welcome Center, Information Center, after service today. If you read through it twice, silver. Read through Proverbs three times, gold. You're golden. And that's, and that's awesome. And uh, let the word of God speak to you. Well, the summer series in the book of Proverbs is summer wise, summer not. Because the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And today we continue to mine some of the great wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Uh, the book of Proverbs is one of five books that are in the category of the wisdom literature of the Bible. There's historical literature, there's literature of the law, the Torah, then there's gospels, and there's history, and the letters of Paul. Well, Proverbs is one of five books in the category known as the wisdom literature. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, and Job, the five wisdom books of the Bible, wisdom literature. Let's do a little refresh. What is the purpose of the book of Proverbs? Put quite simply, the purpose of the book of Proverbs is to offer godly advice and wisdom applicable to daily life. To offer godly advice and wisdom applicable to daily life. The book of Proverbs is filled with wise sayings meant to govern our lives. And today we're going to look at, and actually today and next week, a two-parter on one of the most dominant themes of the book of Proverbs. We've not talked about it yet in the first six weeks of the summer. We've not talked about this dominant theme. It's one of the two dominant themes of Proverbs. The most dominant theme of Proverbs is wisdom. It's a book of wisdom. Wisdom is the dominant theme, but the second most dominant theme in the book of Proverbs is words, the power of words. The four words Lips, mouth, tongue, and words are mentioned 150 times in the book of Proverbs. Can you believe that? 150 times. That's why I say it is a dominant theme in the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs is very practical. It's a practical book with practical advice and insight and application. Last week, we talked about relational skills, all all those Proverbs that talk about relational skills, how we can relate to our friends and how we are to relate to our foes, how we are relate to those who are simply fools. And today, we're going to look at another practical topic from the book of Proverbs, and that is words, the power of 
words. Solomon ties these two themes together, wisdom and words. And he says in order to grow in wisdom, we need to acknowledge and understand the power of words. We are to think wisely, act wisely, and speak wisely. So here are, here's a small sampling of some of the Proverbs referencing the power of words. Are you, are you good? Proverbs 13, 3. Proverbs 13, 3. Those who guard their lips, that's one of the 150 references to lips, tongue, mouth, or words. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 17, 27. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. Our words, the power of words, are the power of life and death. Just take a moment and let that sink in. Let that soak in. The power of life and death are in words. Words have the power to motivate, and words have the power to destroy. Words have the power to hurt, and they have the power to heal. Words can kill, and words can give life. Proverbs 12, 18. Here's another one. 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. The tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. Wow. Power of words. Many a wife has lost her ability and desire to love because of the constant barrage of hurtful, critical, and demeaning words. Many a husband has left a marriage because of words of disrespect and lack of affirmation, seeking respect and affirmation elsewhere. Many a child has had his or her spirit broken, his or her future altered because of disparaging, constant, constantly critical words from one parent or the other. Many an employee has been discouraged downcast and because of the words of the boss and so is seeking a different job in a more positive environment the power of words death and life are in the power of the tongue 
Words hurt. Words can heal. Words kill. Words can give life. Power of words. So, that being said, how are we to respond? How are we to respond to the wisdom of Solomon? How are we to respond to God speaking to us this morning through his word? Well, one, watch what we say. Pretty basically, watch what we say, right? Uh, Think before speaking. Be careful with what you say. Don't speak rashly or recklessly. Here's another proverb. Proverb 29, verse 20. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. There's more hope for a fool than for someone who thinks uh, or someone who speaks without thinking. It's like the man who goes into a bird shop one day and he sees a parrot sitting up on a perch. And he says to the parrot, hey, stupid, can you speak? The parrot looks back down at the man and says, yes, dummy, can you fly? Got to watch what you say. As an old man, Solomon, who also wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, an older man at this point remembers his own advice. Ecclesiastes 5.2, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. Let your words be few. Proverbs 10, 19. I'm, I'm just giving you some Proverbs and letting uh, God speak to you through one or more of these Proverbs about this dominant theme of words. Proverbs 10, 19 says this. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Okay? That's, uh, that's, that's not only a law of speech, but it's also a law of science. Follow me on this one. You can prove scientifically that the chance that you'll stick your foot in your mouth increases depending on how often your mouth is open. Just saying. Scientifically, right? Your chances increase of your putting your foot in your mouth depending on how, how... So let me put it another way. The potential for you to say something hurtful or destructive increases pro- proportionately to the number of words you say. It just goes without saying. The, the, the potential for saying something bad, negative, rude, wrong, hurtful, increases proportionally to the number of words you say. Have you ever noticed that the person who is always putting in their two cents worth usually says something that's worth about two cents? The person who's always needing to put in their two cents worth usually says something that's worth about two cents. So it's, be careful with what we say. Be careful with the words we how, 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 speak without thinking. Be careful. Think for a moment about the impact and effect of social media. So social media has given us of this wonderful platform and wonderful platforms, and quite frankly, a, a lot of times used, used for good. We, we, use, we try to use them as a church for good, those, those platforms, social media platforms. But it's also given people the platform to say anything they want to say. People, no matter how rude, 
reckless or ruthless it might be, people seem to have this freedom to say whatever they want to say. And it can become very hurtful and destructive. So whether on social media or whether in person, whether, whether with your spouse or, or your kids or your parents or your co-workers or your friends or folks here at, at, at Asbury, be careful with, with what you say. Be, be careful and watch what you say. The power of words. That's what Solomon writes about. They can, they can hurt, they can heal, they can, they can give life, they can bring death. They can be a blessing. They can be a curse. People cannot be judged by what others say about them, but they can be judged by what they say about others. People cannot be judged by what others say about them, but they can be judged by what they say about others. So the power of words Here are a few more Proverbs. Are you ready? A few more Proverbs. Proverbs 10, 6. I'm trying to prove to you this is a dominant theme, okay, of Proverbs. It is, 10, 6. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Another translation, the message says, bad words are like a dark cave of abuse. Bad words are like a dark cave of abuse. Here's another proverb, Proverb 15, 4. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Gentle words are a tree of life. Uh, The message translation to this verse says, kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. So there are a lot of Proverbs. And on the back of your your bulletin, there's an outline of today's message. And all of the verses that I've used this morning are, are on there. If you want to take them home, read them again, put them together, and ask God to speak through them again to you. So it says cutting words, uh, wound and maim. What are cutting words? Well, critical words, negative words, put-downs, sarcasm. What are are cutting words? Reckless words, ruthless words. Are you overly critical and outspoken? Are are you a fault-finder? Because of our sinful human nature, we tend to look for what's wrong before we look for what's right. Our human nature is to look for what's wrong before we look for what's right. I don't like what he's wearing. I don't like how she runs the meetings. I don't like how they parent. I don't like how he drives. I don't like the songs we sang this morning. And so, so if, we, if we just go by our, our human nature, we're going to look for what's wrong before we look for what's right. And that's why God has sent his Holy Spirit to transform us. His son Jesus died on the cross for our sins, sent his Holy Spirit so we could be transformed, so we could live in a new nature, not the old human nature, so we not just, wouldn't just look for the wrong things first, but the right things first. And going against our human nature, look for the wrong things first. 
Have you ever met a critical person that you wanted to emulate? Words matter. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words hurt. Words can heal. Words kill. Words can give life. So what is our response to the wisdom of Solomon, the wisdom of God through his word? What is our response to these verses? Be careful with our words. Be, be careful with what we say. And then, and then encourage and build up. Kind of the flip side of that is be careful with what we say. And then, and then the other side is be, be uh, encourage and build up. Here's some more Proverbs. Uh, <laughs> if you're reading through Proverbs, these will catch your eye if you read through it a second or third time. Here's, here's some more. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. A kind word, an encouraging word, cheers up an anxious heart. Proverbs 16, 24. 16, 24. Let's see. Thanks for your patience. I got them all marked here, but there's a lot, a lot of them. 1624. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. You might make that your memory verse for July. I've encouraged you to make one memory verse for June, one memory verse for July, one memory verse for August. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And then uh, Proverbs 25, 11. 25, 11. Oh. Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. And then um, just one more reminder of Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So here's the deal. You know, maybe nothing I said so far is new. Probably not. Insightful, maybe. Maybe not. You know, it's not so much is there, is there brand new information this morning. It's just, I hope and pray, a reminder of what's important. A reminder of how much words matter. A reminder of the power of words. So we don't just know it and nod, but we start to live it, act it, and speak accordingly. You choose. Will you choose words that hurt or words that heal, words that kill or words that give life, words that are poisonous or words that bear good fruit? In Genesis chapter 11, there's this interesting passage of Scripture that talks about the Tower of Babel. What was the Tower of Babel? Well, the people were trying to build a tower to heaven. Their goal was to build a tower high enough that it would reach the heavens, that it would reach God, be like God, and, and they were proud of their achievement. But God was not happy with what they were doing because they were wrongly and selfishly, proudly motivated. So what did God do? 
How did God respond to their pride? How did God respond to their, their selfish and wrongful motivations? What did he do? Did God halt their construction project? How did he do it? Did he take away their hammers? Did he take away their chisels? Did he take away their construction plans and supplies? No. God took away their ability to communicate. God took away, God confused their language. God confused their words. And their project crumbled. That's how powerful words are. Mother Teresa said, kind words are, are short and easy to speak. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Their echoes are truly endless. Kind words, they can be short, easy to speak, but they have echoes that are endless. The opposite is also true. Unkind, hurtful, critical, put-downs also are echoes that can be far-reaching. Power of words. Let me, let, me, let me share this. Encouragement is like a peanut butter sandwich. Encouragement is like a peanut butter sandwich. The more you spread it around, the better things stick together. You know, spread it to the edge, uh, uh, the, the, the crust to crust, top to bottom. The more you spread it around, the more things stick together. Now follow me. It's just like encouragement. The more you spread encouragement around in your family, the more you spread encouragement at your workplace, the more you spread encouragement to, to, here at church, the more things will stick together. The opposite is also true. The more, the more times you spread out, spread around hurtful, critical, negative, disparaging words, the more things tear down and break apart. So think about that the next time you make a peanut butter sandwich. Maybe this week. Encouragement is like a peanut butter sandwich. The more you spread it around, the more things will stick together. As we conclude today, talking about the power of words, I'd just like us to take a pause and uh, do a little self-reflection, a little self-assessment about our words. When have you used your words to bless and build up in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, the last week? When have you used your words to bless and build up? When have you used your words to tear down, to discourage? Do a little self-reflection, self-assessment. That's good for all of us, including myself, right? As we have seen today, Solomon talks about a dominant theme. We know his dominant theme of the book of Proverbs is wisdom. He talks about another dominant theme, the second most dominant theme, and that's words. And Solomon ties the two together, wisdom and words. And he talks about the fact that if we want to grow wiser, if we want to be wiser, then we have to watch our words. You see, some are wise and some are not. The power of words. Be wise. Be careful with what you say. And, and encourage and build others up. Use words that, that, that uh, bring life, not death. 
Use words that heal and not hurt. Words can be poisonous and, and also can be a source of great blessing and can bear much fruit. Words can tear down and words can build up. Words can be sweet like a honeycomb bringing sweetness to the soul and healing to the bones or words can bring bitterness to the spirit and brokenness to bones. Wisdom and words go together. So be wise with your words. I wrote a prayer for today. I'd like to invite you to share. It's it's prayer of my heart this morning. And I invite you to make it the prayer of your heart. Maybe there are words, phrases in this prayer that you can really latch on to and say, yeah, I I need that. The first part of the prayer talks about confession, where we confess probably all of us here are guilty, right, of something in the last week in terms of our words, uh, things we've said or not said. And so the first part of the prayer talks about confession. And the last part of the prayer just leans into, Lord, uh, help us to... uh, to live wisely uh, with our words. So would you join me in prayer? It'll be up on the screen. Dear God, I thank you for the clear wisdom of Proverbs. I confess that my words have not always reflected your character. I confess that I have said things that have hurt others, cut, torn down, and created discouragement and harm. Forgive me, Lord. Beginning today, help me to be wise and watch what I say. Help me to speak words that heal, give life, encourage, build up, and bear fruit. I acknowledge the power of words and that words matter. Help me to make my words count for the benefit and blessing of others and for your honor and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.